It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor of 50 Pin Place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast being recorded on the 23rd of August. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And I had said originally that we were going to take off today. We were not going to podcast on Thursday. We were going to do so on Wednesday. But we had to go down to Norman because of the Kyler Murray announcement for OU. And we had to do that for Locked On Sooners. And I just couldn't fathom taking off two days, especially for you who have supported this podcast and you want it every single day. Theoretically, I can do this three days a week because our boss says, hey, it's the off season, just do three days a week. But I like doing it every day. I have fun. And if you enjoy listening to it, I'll continue to crank it out. So thank you very much. And I hope you enjoy what we have in store on today's podcast. First and foremost, who did Paul George piss off? And what did he do to piss them off? And more importantly, what does he have to say about super teams To all the old fogies out there. Huh? Fogies. Does anyone use that word? Boy, that sounds about as unhip as anything I could have said. Fogies. I don't don't even know what fogey means, but I, I went ahead and used it today on the podcast. Also, coming up in segment number two, it's all about personality and perspective, and it's not necessarily... An alpha thing. We're going to talk about Russell Westbrook, Jeremy Grant, Russell Le- Russell Westbrook's relationship with other people inside the organization and what people misinterpret about that whole situation. Then finally, some bad news for Oklahoma City. DeMarcus Cousins is starting to look good. And are we seeing the ending of a career of a legend in the Western Conference. Actually, he's just a a legend overall. Are are we seeing the ending of this person's career? That's what you have on today's podcast. I'm Eric G. I'm a contributor for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Also, News Radio 1000 KTOK. And come college football season, Randy Renner and I will be hosting a college football pregame show that can be heard on News Radio 1000 KTOK and 1340 The Game. And we may even be doing some Thunder stuff as well. I've been covering the Thunder for five years. I'm a credentialed member of the media, and I always say this, but I mean this sincerely. If you like what you hear, check out our other podcast at LockedOnThunder.com. Plus, there are video and audio archives from players, coaches, and people inside the front office. Let's jump into segment number one now on the Locked On Thunder podcast, and how arrogant are the Los Angeles Lakers? In, in fact, I will say this. The Lakers are the most arrogant organization 
in the entire NBA, and it's not even close. They've got the Warriors beat, the Celtics. Think about every organization that you believe has their nose in the air and believes that everybody should not only want to play for them, but everybody will play for them if they have their opportunity. Think of another one that even comes close to the Lakers and you can't do it. And the latest quotes from Paul George prove that the Lakers are the most arrogant organization in all of sports. The Lakers are ticked off because Paul George didn't give Magic Johnson a meeting. And and Paul George was talking on on a podcast about all this. And Paul said that he was upset because the Lakers had an opportunity to get him. It, there was no secret that Paul George wanted to be a Los Angeles Laker. All, all L.A. had to do was put together some sort of package to give the Indiana Pacers, and Paul George was theirs for the rest of their life. But they miscalculated their steps and didn't think the Oklahoma City Thunder would be aggressive, and, and that's... That's just called not having peripheral vision. Remember how good Magic was at having peripheral vision on the court? Well, how does he not have it off the court? How does he not see a guy as intelligent as Sam Presti is a man that's going to learn from his own mistakes? A man that learned the heartbreak of not being able to keep Kevin Durant. I would say that to some extent... Sam probably suffered from a little bit of Magic's disease or a little bit of Jeannie Buss's disease of thinking, hey, Kevin Durant's been here. He knows what we're about. We were so close to going to the championship. How much of a full court press do I want to put on? And then it blew up in his face. So we took a year to do it with Paul George. Sorry, man, you lost. Paul George is here for the next four years and you've got LeBron James but you've got so much insanity around him that you can't even remotely guarantee your fans that they're going to be good. I mean, if I'm a Laker fan, I'm pissed off at them. Forget the Lakers being mad at Paul George. I am extremely pissed off at the Lakers right now and deathly worried that Kawhi Leonard is going to figure out some way to stay in Toronto or Toronto will figure out a way to keep him or maybe he just goes someplace else and doesn't even consider playing for the Lakers. And depending on which article you read, Kawhi either wants to still play in Los Angeles or he's open to play in Toronto. Not easy times at all for Laker fans. More importantly for Paul George, he also said that he didn't want to go to a team that was already built. He wanted to go to a team that had to work for it a a little bit. And certainly the Oklahoma City Thunder will because they're not a finished product. We've gone over that all summer long. And even with Paul George signing and Jeremy Grant coming back, now you trade Carmelo Anthony and you're bringing in a guy like Dennis Schroeder. We know that this project is not finished. We know that there's a very good chance that it won't even be done by the time that the playoffs roll around. And probably not this year, but next year, the year after that, depending on what happens with Golden State and everyone else, is when we can really start to go back to those championship expectations as Oklahoma City Thunder fans. I would also say this to Magic Johnson. As a fan base, we're kind of owed one after Kevin Durant bolted us and, and left for our hated enemy. Well, actually, I guess Golden State wasn't so much our hated rival at that point because we looked at it more as the Thunder choked it away 
that team's good, but if everybody comes back, that's life, and the Thunder can make up for it. But when Kevin Durant went and joined them, all of a sudden Golden State became the number one most hated team in this city, and hey, we kind of deserved a little luck. Of course, if you guess if you're from Seattle, you probably think just us having a team is, is luck enough as it is. But I digress. Let's keep going with Paul George here. Paul George also went on to say, same podcast, that guys who are older than him, guys that played back in the Michael Jordan era and the era before that, need to understand that the only way you can beat super teams is to create one yourself, and why should they knock us, meaning the guys who are playing in the NBA right now, for wanting to get together, be teammates, and figure out a way to beat that best team in the league. Different perspectives from for, for different times. I think what ultimately alienates some of these older guys is that they don't see young guys putting not just an organization, but putting an entire city on their shoulders and trying to carry them to something. That, that used to mean something to players when you were the pinnacle of that city. Now, all that being said, some guys, no matter what era they've played, have had really bad experiences inside organizations and towns, and they've needed a change of scenery in order to rejuvenate themselves or accomplish all the goals that they set out to accomplish or at least get close to them. I, I think you, you, when you look at the super teams, if you just want a little bit of perspective on this, ultimately, super teams are not... They're not a bad thing from the perspective of if we say we want our players to care about winning as much as we do and they completely have, or let's say that they have no faith in the organization or the guys that are surrounding them aren't as good as they possibly could be, then at least they care enough about winning to go do something about it. Can it come across cheap? Yeah, if you do it like Kevin Durant did. If that team you're going to is already good and they are already the powerhouse when you decide not to take them down that's always going to look cheap in everybody else's eyes but had Paul George gone to the Los Angeles Lakers and teamed up with LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard got traded there yes it's a super team but at least it's a super team that wants to take down Golden State versus having one of those guys just join and add to what is already a pretty amazing run that this team has been on. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. want to thank you for joining us today. And coming up next, it's all about personality and perspective, but this is not an alpha thing. How this relates to Jeremy Grant and Russell Westbrook, we'll tell you next on the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
in the middle of right now trying to think how heavy I want to go with the weekend podcast for Locked On Thunder, and I would love your feedback at G-E-E-H-S-O on this. And, and normally, I just go ahead and just pick whatever topics I want to talk about. Hopefully, you think they're interesting enough that you'll listen to the podcast and, and, and you'll relate. But there's a couple of big things in the NBA going on. One we're definitely going to touch on tomorrow, and that is three rules that could possibly change for the upcoming season. And instead of talking about how it necessarily affects play on the court, I'm going to get into what it sort of what it means more as a fan to, to watch what might happen with the NBA. So I want an extra day to kind of look those over and put that together. The other thing that I really want to get into, and this is what I want desperately, desperately want your feedback on, is the mental health issue that has become front and center in the NBA. And it's certainly worth talking about. It's a fascinating topic. And mental health isn't, I'm glad that it's no longer ignored. I'm glad that the stigma of mental health is going away. And and I've said this before, but I'll, I'll say it again just in case you haven't heard. I suffer from depression and big time anxiety. I'm, I'm medicated. I have to medicate in order to control these things. So when players are coming forward to tear down that stigma, I'm all for it. But what should teams have access to? Should team doctors know this stuff? And if team doctors know it, should owners know? And how will that affect just how a player is viewed by his organization and whether or not they were drafted? I want to get into those things, but I'm really worried that it might be heavy for a Friday or the weekend podcast. So shoot me a tweet at G-E-E-H-S-O. And let me know, how heavy do you want to get? And if we don't talk about that on Friday, then maybe we jump into it Monday because that would be a really good Monday podcast, in my opinion. So along the mental health lines, let's talk about personality disorders. And we all have one. Whether we know it or not, There, there is, we have personality disorders. Even if we don't think we do, there's generally somebody that we work with or possibly somebody that we live with that sees us as having a personality disorder. Russell Westbrook can fall into that category. And Jeremy Grant, much like Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, and a lot of other guys that have played for the Oklahoma City Thunder have come forward to say that Russell Westbrook's a good teammate. People don't get it. They're idiots. I don't know if that that was the exact word. Maybe he called them insane. That they're not around, so they don't really know what Russell Westbrook is all about, and that's simply just a media creation that he's not a good teammate. Well, that is Jeremy Grant's perspective, and I'm not saying that Russell Westbrook's not a bad teammate. I don't know if he's a bad teammate or not. It all depends on the individual. And, and try this for a second. Like I'll give you an example of my. I'll give you an example that I, I'm going through right now. There's a dude that I used to work with, can't stand. And he can't stand me. I mean, the, the feeling is mutual. Who dislikes who more? Nah, that just, I, I don't know. I don't even know how you measure that. But we don't speak anymore. And I'm fine with it. I mean, wasn't a good relationship to begin with. So now he's off doing what he's always wanted to do. I'm doing things where I've got a lot more control and say, and I'm much more comfortable. But everybody thinks he's a great guy. And... Who am I to tell them that he's not a great guy? Because if that's how they see him, then that's how he is because perception is, in fact, reality. 
Kevin Durant may think that Russell Westbrook is the worst teammate in the world, but if Jeremy Grant likes him and thinks he's the greatest teammate in the world, then he is the greatest teammate in the world. And you're going to have arguments and fights with people that you work with all the time, especially if you're a competitive person or if you're more like Russell Westbrook. And this isn't even an alpha male thing. If you're a goal-oriented person and you want to get things done and you have a certain way of how things are supposed to go in your mind and they need to be done in in a certain order to satisfy you, then you inevitably are going to clash with those around you. Been there, done it. Not near as talented as Russell Westbrook. Can't get away with it on the level that Russell Westbrook gets away with it. But that's me. I, I, I need things to go a certain way in order to feel comfortable. And I'm sure Russell Westbrook falls into that category. So it's just, can you live with it? Can you be comfortable enough to sort of submit to that kind of personality. And if you think submit is kind of a tough word there, it's the total truth in that word. We always like to compare Russell to Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. Well, there is absolutely no doubt that in order for the Lakers and the Bulls to win, people had to bend to the wills of Kobe Bryant and the wills of Michael Jordan. Otherwise, it wasn't going to work. Oklahoma City, you're caught having to bend to the will of Russell Westbrook. Now, he may be, in fact, more laid back than those guys. And he may have more respect for a guy like Paul George than he necessarily would a guy like Jeremy Grant, just for example, because Paul George has accomplished a lot. Paul George is a veteran in the NBA, and it's not to say Jeremy Grant isn't, but George has been in the league longer. George has proven he's a superstar. Grant's still a guy coming up. You have to bend to Russell's will. Even if there are moments where you know better, you still ultimately have to concede to a guy like Russell Westbrook because that guy's got to get his. And not necessarily in points, but he's got to get his and get his way. And the only way that happens is when you go, all right, we're just going to do it your way and the chips fall where they may. Win or lose, I'm here riding shotgun with you, man. I'm, I'm your ride or die because you are the guy in charge. And I... I I firmly believe, because I am more that personality type that that has to have things their way, I firmly believe that it takes a much stronger person to actually bend to the wills of others, and that stronger person can see the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Hey, Star Trek reference. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, some very bad news for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and is a legend about to ride off into the sun? We talk about it next on LOT. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
This is the Locked on Thunder podcast, and if you are, maybe this is the first time you're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast, I'm your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thank you so much for joining us. The Locked on Podcast Network today officially launched all its college podcasts. I think there's 10 in total. I'm the host of Locked on Sooner, so if you're an OU fan or a college football fan or just a college sports fan, Check them all out at LockedOnSports.com. Also, all the Locked On podcasts are available via Apple iTunes, Alexa, Google, and Spotify. So many different ways to get the Locked On podcast. Don't miss out. And if you live in a city where your fa- if you don't live in the city where your favorite team is, I can say that. There, I can talk. Then the Locked On podcast is perfect for you because it's local experts covering the biggest stories. To wrap things up here today, some bad news for the Oklahoma City Thunder and really the the rest of the Western Conference and, uh, for that matter, the rest of the NBA. According to reports, DeMarcus Cousins seems to be moving well after coming off his Achilles tear. He tweeted out this thing that said progress and there's a video of him dribbling a basketball, moving around, and, and he looks fabulous. Um, wow. If De- even if DeMarcus Cousins is, let's say, 80%, the Golden State Warriors don't need that. They don't need to get any better than what they are, and they can still go out and beat everybody's butt in the NBA. But you just add DeMarcus Cousins to it, and you think about where that team might be once the playoff rolls around. That's scary on a level I did not think they could get to. And if Draymond Green can get through to DeMarcus the way he's got through to the rest of that team and make Draymond believe, or Draymond make DeMarcus believe that he has something to offer, yeah, everybody's toast. And and I think you already knew that. Real quick, let me just stay with, with the Golden State Warriors theme here just for a second. Was listening to, was it First Take? Yeah, this was First Take. This was Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith a few days ago. And I cannot believe I did not bring this up the day they said it, but they were talking about the fact that Steph wants to stay a warrior, Clay wants to stay a warrior, and eventually there's going to come a time where you've got to get rid of one of the big four on that team. Overwhelmingly, these guys say that it's going to be Draymond Green, yet Max Kellerman went and said that it's the heart and soul. Here's what I will say. Eventually, a guy like Draymond Green is going to wear on people so much when you are a Klay Thompson, you are a Steph Curry. You get to a point in your life where you no longer need the pep talk. You no no longer need to have a guy in your face telling you what to do. And they can survive without Draymond Green. They can do so... I would think in the next two years, it wouldn't surprise me if Draymond left. The problem is, is where does Draymond Green go after he leaves Golden State? And does he end up in a place like Boston, where you've still got a relatively young core of of players that he can whip into shape? Or does he end up going to Philadelphia? I mean, Gads, does he come to Oklahoma City? Which, Which I've wanted to see, as much as people here hate Draymond Green, I want to see it because he's that edge that the Thunder need in order to get over the hump. If he goes someplace that is close to being ready-made to win a championship, the Golden State Warriors will ultimately regret it. And it simply comes down to this, is you may have to keep Draymond 
and deal with some friction in the locker room and guys being ticked off in order just to make sure that he doesn't end up anywhere else. And finally today, Manu Ginobili contemplating retirement at the age of 41. Surefire Hall of Famer. Surprised he hasn't done it before. And um, well, I, I think if Manu retires, I can't see him not... I can't see him not being with the Spurs in some capacity or not being involved in basketball in some capacity. But uh, we're all going to get to this point in life where you just don't have anything to prove anymore. And that has got to be one of the most relaxing, peaceful realizations, feelings that, that, that you can ever get to where you say, look, I have done all I possibly can, accomplished all I can have possibly accomplished. It's over with. And you just walk away. Unfortunately, not many of us get to have that opportunity in the careers that we are. It's the day and age where you're going to get the rug pulled out from under you for one reason or another, and you find a way to trek on or you change or do whatever. I have mad, mad admiration for Manu Ginobili. Wish this cat nothing but the best when he decides to retire. Um, did I always enjoy watching him? No, but I the, the Spurs were very tough for me to watch for a long time because it just I didn't think it was exciting basketball. More importantly, I just didn't think their personalities were that exciting. And now, looking back on it, it's, wow, ultimate in team basketball. You're going to be missed. Manu, I wish you the best. You're living in a place that we all hope to live, so take advantage of it, man. Go enjoy the river walk and the food and everything else that's in that great city of San Antonio. This wraps up this episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We're back tomorrow on the weekend episode, and remember to chime in at G-E-E-H-S-O, and let me know what you want to hear for the weekend. And until tomorrow, everybody love everybody, and of course, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 